0: It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X92.9 to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
1: A fine pair brought to you by Shane Homes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Thursday, December 29th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. The show is back together for the first time in a week, I think. Yeah. Nice to be back. It sure is. How was your... I'm, I'm not sure if you talked about this yesterday or not, Shauna, but how was your Christmas?
2: Uh, it was great. Yeah. We're um, to Banff for a couple days before Christmas. And then my parents flew in Christmas Eve. Cliff was here. My boyfriend was here. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was, you know, it was short and sweet kind of, mm-hmm. um, with all the different things that we did, but it was super eventful and so nice to see family and it was great.
1: Very nice. What about you? Yeah, it was good. We, I didn't get to see my family this time around because of my parents' travel delays, Right. which uh, we'll update, I'll update you on later on the podcast. It's just an absolute gong show. It's a, it's a train wreck but everywhere. It's they, unbelievable. They are back now, but how they good. got back is a bit of a funny story. Uh, So we spent some time with McKenna's family in Saskatchewan, and that was really nice. Um, Thought we might get, uh, as they call it, storm-stayed yesterday. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of snow. The roads were just horrible, and I even messaged you and said, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it back. Yeah. But then we, we went for it, and the roads were mostly good. Couple slippery spots, but it wasn't. We, we just took our time. It wasn't too bad. But
2: yeah, I totally didn't think you were making it because you were mentioning the roads, and I was like, yeah, don't, don't yeah. drive if it's it's not worth it. Uh, so when I got the text, I was like, oh wow, okay, awesome. Yeah, but I was yeah. like,
1: we'll give it a go, and if it's horrible, we'll turn around and yep. head back to McKenna's mom's place. But no, it was nice. Full house. I think her whole family was there. Twenty some people all stayed Holy in the house. Holy so. hell! Yeah, a lot of the cousins enjoyed hanging out with each other, and that's awesome. Uh, yeah, the weather was half decent other than the storm. Driving, I saw, I saw 29 deer, two moose, a porcupine, a coyote, and a prairie chicken. Oh, that's That was my wildlife count for the drive. The moose is the best. Two moose. That's awesome. Super exciting. You Those r- are the rarely, ones that rarely are hard. see them. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're really smart. I remember. I think we talked about this actually when it happened. But when last time I saw a moose on the highway, a friend of mine had never seen a moose before, and I was like, moose! <laughs> And then he didn't see it, and we ripped around, and I was like, "We're going to see it!" So I did a Yui on the highway and went back. Luckily, there's no cars around, but yeah, went to go check it out. But he was so blended with the trees, it's so hard to see him. It was like, "Here's really? a smart little moose." He yeah, because he was just kind of in these, and he looks the same. Like they just they blend in very well. Despite, Despite being so, hard, so big, so big, but they are hard to spot.
1: Like they're like mythically large. It's true. Like I, I was watching these two moose. They ran across the road and then off into a field. It's just like, you're so big and you're just out there on your own, you know?
2: Yeah. So Um,
1: awesome. Moose are my favorite animal, so it was very exciting to see that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. On today's show, we're going to talk about something that many of us did when we were younger, pretty dangerous, pretty funny, a strategy for being more creative, talk about whether or not the Canadian accent can be sexy. And etymology, Don Cherry makes an appearance regarding the World Juniors Tournament, which is on right now. Uh, Shauna's boyfriend, Cliff, joins the show to tell a very funny story about a hockey coach that he knows. Yeah. My son, Brigham, is a type of snob, as I learned on the weekend. <laughs> a TV trope involving milk, a Terry of the Month nominee, and something Shauna's friend is doing right now to try to uh, better his life after you're out of context clip of the show. Oh, tell her that you love her, eh? <laughs>
0: VNS in 20 minutes or
1: less.
2: So, a friend of mine is taking a course on how to get out of the friend
1: zone. Oh, really? So, there's, there's such a thing. There is
2: actually a course for this. Yeah.
1: Mm hmm. Geez, I don't know if I. Yeah. I, I think I, if you're at the point where you're taking a course, mm-hmm. it's. Might be a lost cause. No,
2: no, that's not fair to say. Um, but he hasn't had a ton of success, so he was like, "I might as well. Like, I have nothing to lose. I'm gonna
1: check it out." So this is specifically how to get out of the friend zone. How to though. Get this out isn't of the like, friend zone. This isn't necessarily like dating, like a dating nope. coach. This is how to get out. of, th- No, nope, because hmm. he's noticed
2: that he's continually friend zoned. So he, and he always like really we will have these these people who will be interested, and then he seems to always just get to the friend zone, and that's as far as he can get. So he found this course, and he was like, "I have nothing." To lose, I might as well.
1: What's step one? Be good looking.
2: (laughs) Yeah, all right. Lesson
1: one be good looking. That's it. I mean,
2: then you wouldn't have to get out of the friend zone. That's just that's good. Um, but no, I was curious. I was like, okay, so what is this course telling you then? Like, please tell me. And I'm excited because he's gonna uh, keep us updated on different things that it because he's not through the whole course. yet
1: Oh, this isn't like a weekend affair. This Uh -uh. is okay. Nope,
2: nope. So, uh, the first thing it says is. Wait to respond to a text from a potential love interest for at least half an hour. And okay. it's funny because, you know, you hear that before where it's like, no, no, you you have to wait. But don't, this, sound
1: don't sound desperate. Don't sound needy.
2: And this course is legitimately saying, also, the course has great reviews, thousands of great reviews. So that's also curious to me. Anyway, uh, I was like, ah, interesting. But that's the point, right? You don't want to sound like you're just sitting around doing nothing. And immediately waiting for this text. You, okay, it shows that you have a life, essentially. So that's okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think a lot of people do that when they're first dating. Yeah, it's petty, but I mean, maybe it's there's something. Maybe there's something to it.
2: Well, you know? and that's what's funny. The chorus kind of admits that, right? Like, it's like you you do have to kind of play that game. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, it sucks, but you're right. Like, if somebody were to immediately respond that quickly, I. I could see why I'd be like, okay, that's too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you, what are you doing here? Like, do you have not have anything else going on? Or, uh, so another thing it says is to try and be a little unpredictable or memorable in some way. And it suggests something like if you're making a date, rather than saying let's meet at 7, say like 7.04, they said, because that will get the people thinking and go like, why 704? That's oh, strange. And what a they,
1: mysterious person.
2: Well, and they <laughs> say you have to automatically assume that these people are talking to a bunch of people at once. It's not just you. So don't, yeah. you know, don't think that. And because of that, if you're the one who says, you know, 704 rather than the same time all the time, it'll actually make them go like, what? Stop mm. and think about it a little more and make you a little more memorable. Okay. And then it says, yeah, things like come up with, you know, on the date, things that, well... You know this person wouldn't do that and if you have these little memorable moments and things that you know aren't just cliche then you might like you Be do some memorable things
1: on the day. You're unpredictable. Yep. Maybe you start a fight with someone. Yes, maybe exactly. You
2: Punch them in the face yeah. and then
1: just out of nowhere. It, like, get wow, arrested, this person maybe
2: is go in jail exciting. for the night. Yeah, you this have to is. you have to bail them out and I mean they'll they'll never forget any of that. No,
1: so not going in the friend zone with that kind of behavior. Sure are you? No, you're a bad boy then. Okay. Well I really look forward to hearing more about how to get out of the friend zone. I am so far I'm not sold on the course based well, on what you've told me. Okay. Okay,
0: that's fair. Uh, let's see what go how it goes. <laughs> the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast.
1: Friend of the show Craig wanted to sneak in a late nominee for Terry of the Month, if we could. Oh, we're getting down to the wire here. Yes, this is potentially the last nominee of the year. Yeah, the late one. Mm-hmm. So this is his friend Terry from Moose Jaw, uh, real name Terry, actually from Moose Jaw. Holy hell! So good start. This is already this is phenomenal. Okay. <laughs> Terry from Moose Jaw posted this on Facebook the other day. He said. If you are not happy single, you won't be happy married. Happiness comes from snowmobiles, not relationships. No, he did not.
2: (laughs) If that's not a white man saying, I don't know what is. Holy hell. <laughs> like
1: it's, it starts off and you're like, well, where is this going? Promotional Terry sayings. Yeah. That is number one. If you aren't happy single, you won't be happily married. <gasps> like It's I was thinking, why? Because you need to work on yourself or something? Yeah, which I mean, that's
2: fair. It's no, steep. it's
1: because you're looking in the wrong place. You need a sled. Holy crap. You need a sled and not a relationship. <laughs> that is unbelievable. <laughs> Wise words. From Terry from Moose Jaw. That,
2: okay. I mean, I think you should just win Terry of the Month right there. <laughs> a late nominee for Terry of the Month. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Friend of the show, Fred messaged us about uh, a TV trope, and we always like to talk about TV tropes. Yep. Uh, and this one is milk. The visual of milk in different TV shows and movies and what that actually means. So milk, it is, signifies innocence, so if they want a kid to look particularly innocent, they have them drink milk because milk always is associated with warmth and, and being a kid for some reason. Really? I don't think I've
1: ever noticed that before. I
2: Me mean, neither. But when you think about it, it makes sense, right? Because it is. It's a very kid drink. And on the contrary, it's used as a creepy factor in horror movies when adults drink milk. <laughs> Really? So, in different thrillers or times where they want you to feel uneasy about a certain character, they have an adult drinking milk because we see that as a bit weird. So, they purposely will use that as a
1: signifier of that. Sitting in the car on a hot day, drinking straight from the carton. Yep. Milk's getting stuck in your mustache. Yep. Just looking around, Dahmer glasses, maybe. <laughs>
2: to be fair, even a carton is more normal than a glass of milk. Like thinking of an adult drinking a glass of milk in different. Te- for some reason, that is very unsettling. Really? Okay, just- I
1: have a glass of milk every morning with my breakfast, and Do I didn't you know now- I was freaking everybody out by doing that. It
2: is a bit weird when you talk about because uh, my dad. I've I've said this before. My dad will have milk with every meal still.
1: Bill Jefferson? Bill big, Jefferson. Big milk guy. Big
2: milk. Same with my mom, actually. Both of them will. And every time I see it, we'll sit down and I'm just. it looks weird to me. Like, from, I just look at them like,
1: huh. They're from that milk generation, though.
2: They are. I didn't realize generation.
1: that so many people found milk unsettling. Like, yeah. I know there's been a big push by animal rights activists yes. to brand milk as disgusting. and mm-hmm. But I don't know. I've always drank milk. I never really thought anything of it. No, you're a bit of a weirdo. Now I'm going to have my morning glass of milk and just stare across the top of it at McKenna.
2: Yeah, I was going to say what you should do is go on your front porch, okay, in your gitch, and then just be sipping on milk and staring at your neighbors and see how they feel about that. Yeah, I can see how that would be weird. Even without your gitch, it would still be a bit weird. Just go out there and, yeah, drinking my milk. Coffee? Stare at your neighbors.
1: Fine. You know, Juice? Normal. Fine. Iced tea on the front porch, actually yeah. encouraged. A beer? Milk. Great. Weird, especially... Milk.
2: Homo milk with it. Then you get the thick, (laughs) the thick little mustache there.
1: Just oh yeah, this is full, full fat milk. Full
2: fat guys. (laughs) Hey,
0: hey Jerry, full fat milk over here.
1: You kids stay away from the Beckler house. (laughs) That man ain't right.
0: He's crazy. VNS in twenty minutes or less. We were
1: for the past few days. We were in Saskatchewan with McKenna's family, and we were staying with her sister Tori. And we're driving there. And uh, partway through the drive, my son Brigham, who's five, he says, "Oh no, I forgot my water bottle at home." And we're like, so we'll just get <laughs> we'll get water more there. He's yeah. like, "No, I have to drink that water for two days." And he toys water sucks. <laughs> and like, so I guess he doesn't like the taste oh, of the water. Oh my
2: God, that's funny.
1: In these towns that we stay in in Saskatchewan. Yeah. He said, I need Calgary water. Holy and man. And then I put him to bed one night, so you know, let him stay up late, playing with his cousins, and I put him to bed in one of the basement bedrooms, and we were staying in the same room. So then I go downstairs when it's time for me to go to bed, and I crawl into the bed, and he kind of like half wakes up. He's not really awake, but he's still talking. He goes, I need Calgary water. <laughs> in his sleep,
2: <laughs> I feel like you may have said something to influence him at some point. No, to really, think I, I about the water. the water
1: there. I'm fine with it. Okay. I never even noticed until he said something. That is so funny. So, he says, I need Calgary wow, water. Wow, okay. <laughs> not even awake. and he's, He We've specifically needs Calgary water. Like,
2: Cliff, my boyfriend, will not drink tap water <laughs> anywhere. He doesn't drink in Calgary. He, he refuses. He needs bottled water. And when he comes to visit, the amount of waste of bottles of water that we go through, I'm like, you need to stop this. And Calgary's like, water is great. Yeah, but he is, just has it in his head that tap water is no good. Hmm. So, he will refuse to drink tap water anywhere.
1: Well, I went looking because I'm like, Brigham is such a water snob. He's a five-year-old water snob. Yeah. And I was like, I think we've done water snobs and it actually was uh, partially due to your boyfriend, Cliff. This was like three years ago that we talked about water snobs. (laughs) tap water. You might as well drink straight from the toilet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bottled water? Is that water made of recycled material? It acquires the taste of the plaster. Oh, oh.
1: well, I only drink water that's been purified down to less than 30 parts per million and there can be absolutely no sediment. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I feed my water to the golden tigra, Then I purify his waste and it
1: bestows upon me the powers of tigra blood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have my water for Flown in from a glacier in Alaska, where it's then distilled by my personal hydrologist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, well I have my water gargled by a monk and then fed to me like a bird. <laughs> v and in twenty
0: minutes
2: or less. We like to talk about small town news stories on this radio program. And uh, Beckler, my boyfriend Cliff, told me a story on the weekend that just killed me. And it's uh it's about something that happened to a buddy of his. So when you were away yesterday, I actually called Cliff so you could hear the story too.
3: It's an old one, but a good one. So a a buddy of mine is coaching in a national event that's televised on TV. His team's doing really well. They're going to get to the final. It's on Sportsnet across Canada. And uh, at the end of the game, there's an incident... He's leaving the ice. He says something to the referees that's a little offside, to say the least. It's caught live on camera.
2: Uh-oh.
3: And he's in trouble at this point. The league, the, the national televised audience is upset. And uh, after the game's over, they do their wrap-up. He knows he's in trouble. He heads back to his hotel room. And he gets a phone call from his hometown in small town Saskatchewan
2: at his hotel?
3: Yeah. So this lady tracks him down, gets a hold of him and of course he accepts the call from the front desk because he knows her. He thinks something's wrong back home. Oh, yeah. Well, well she starts lecturing him on his poor behavior and how it looks poor on third town. Oh, my God. So anyways, he goes to bed that night feeling upset, wakes up in the morning and he has to go to a meeting with the commissioners of the event and from the league, yeah. So he walks into the room and he says to the guys sitting at the table for his meeting, "Guys, I know what I did was wrong. There is nothing you can do to me that was worse than the phone call I got from this ninety-year-old lady in small-town Saskatchewan <laughs> last night, ripping me a new one. So do your worst." Uh-huh. He explained to them what it, what the lady had said to him, and in the end, they let him off. They didn't suspend him.
2: Are you kidding? <laughs>
3: Huh? no what no, the hell did she
2: say to him just like everything personal you possibly could say
3: <laughs> well she didn't know him from the time he was a little kid so i'm pretty sure she went deep into his past to bring up all kinds of stuff that holy
2: <laughs> 9 year old woman exactly. tracks him down in the hotel oh my god that's hilarious
3: it, it's the best story i hope someday you get to hear it live from him because we were crying when he told us the story
2: All you need is that to come in and scold your kids anytime, right? Like, you just need her on speed dial. Your kids act up. Oh, I'm going to phone Gladys from back home.
3: I I just love the the part of the story where he's like, there's nothing you guys can do worse (laughs) to me than what I got last night.
2: How did... Like, how did she even get his number? That's what I would I love to know. know. Like, how did she check? She,
1: <laughs> she's got her ways, doesn't she?
2: He, he was like, still to this day, he doesn't know how she
1: figured it out. It's very much like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh and then he my just sat God. there and thought about how he'd let her down what? to town, down all night. And it's like, I don't even care what the board does to me tomorrow. Nope. This is way worse. <laughs> this feeling is way worse. The fact that the board, probably also from small
2: towns, are like, we get it. We get <laughs> yeah, it. Okay.
0: The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: It kind of reminds me. Reminds me of—I don't know if you remember that scene from *Mr. Deeds* with the quarterback of the New York Jets who comes in and like he's demanding more money and he's rude. And he's swearing at Deeds. And Deeds punches him out, and then the quarterback's dad calls Deeds, oh. and to apologize for his son's behavior, uh-huh. he's like, "Ah, it's alright. He's got to watch his language in front of the, the ladies. You use foul language in front of the ladies." <laughs> he's like, no, Daddy, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny. Yeah, the yeah. people from the your family, the people from your your life?
2: Yep. And I know this guy way and worse. he uh, yeah, he he has a bit of a temper. So Does he? I
1: was like, oh, I can't imagine what he said to the rep when he stormed off the ice." It's pretty funny. Wow, I wonder who that is. I'm sure I know Cliff can't say. No, but uh, that's super funny. Yeah, yeah.
2: It. I mean, some people can probably figure it out from that. But yeah, I was just like, that is hilarious.
1: Just and, such a small town <laughs> thing to do. And normally the hotel wouldn't patch her call through, but maybe she had a, had strong words for them too. I was gonna
2: say They're she like, had her ways. <laughs> <laughs> we can't give you that information, ma'am. Oh, you're gonna give me that information. <laughs> this
1: old lady isn't messing around.
2: <laughs> Whatever you want.
1: The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Move in sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The
0: BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Don't know if you've been watching the World Juniors tournament or not, Shauna.
2: Uh, I watched last night's game. I did not watch their first game. And then when I saw this, I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, last night was a bit of a beat down. Yeah. It's a problem with the tournament, I think, is that there's only a few good countries and there's just some terrible blowouts.
2: But that's why I liked the the game against Czechia so
1: much. I was like,
2: oh, good. Canada had a... Yeah, had a bit of an, an awakening there. So.
1: Canada lost 5-2. I'm sure the Czech team was friggin' cranked. Oh, would like, they? Oh, my God, yeah. They probably don't even care if they win another game. They don't came care. here, they beat Canada. Yep. They're going home heroes, right? Seriously, yeah. But I saw this tweet after the, that game from Shane O'Brien, who played in the NHL, and he currently does sports radio in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And he said, Wake up call for at Hockey Canada. Enough with the Michigan plays and toe drags. Let's start playing a Canadian style of hockey. Straight lines, pucks to the net, and please start hitting anyone. I was like, that almost sounds like uh, Don. Another- <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Is that you, Don? <laughs> about Canada losing to the Czech Republic that's barely even a hockey country
2: Don, I, I don't even want to be sitting next to you right now
1: ah, look at this there kids enough with the fancy stuff and everything like that it's gotta play like good Canadian boys sticks on the ice books to the net drop in the mitts rock em, sock em. You know, Fighting isn't allowed
2: in international hockey, Don
1: And really, isn't that the entire problem? Canada's the best Support the troops Let's go
0: D and S in
1: 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna.
0: So I learned the
2: etymology of a bunch of different words that are named after people. And I never realized when we say these words that they're named after the people who basically invented them, essentially. Okay. Uh, The word mesmerize, for example, comes from an 18th century German physician or physicist i suppose i named franz mesmer and he believed all people and objects are pulled together by a strong magnetic force which we now know as mesmerism but all of that came from him it's named after this this german guy
1: okay so when you're like so hyper focused on something you yep. get, you're mesmerized by it
2: exactly and it all comes from this dude's name which again i don't know why i never thought huh. of that uh pasteurized
1: Louis Pasteur.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize it came from the guy who invented the process of pasteurizing milk. Yeah, but there we go. Louis Pasteur. Uh, tarmac is short for tarmacadium, and macadam is a small rock mixture that's mixed in with tar to make tarmac thing. Uh, but it was named after the Scottish engineer John Loudon Macadam, who invented that rock mixture. Huh. So,
1: there okay, you go. I didn't even know tarmac was a Neither
2: did I. Uh, And then sideburns were normally called Burnside. That's what they were originally, and it was after General Burnside, who had sideburns. And so he kind of popularized that, and people just named the hair after him.
1: I just learned that, because that show uh, Blackbird that we just watched, one of the characters has sideburns, and he prefers to call them Burnsides for that reason. Oh, there he is.
2: I kind of like that name better, actually. Burnsides. And then Cardigan. Was named after a military commander in the Crimean War, James Thomas Brudnell, who was the 7th Earl of Cardigan. And he used to wear that type of sweater. And then the troops started following suit and wearing those sweaters. And then fishermen started wearing them because they were really, really warm and mm-hmm. really thick back then. So, of course, it kept everybody warm. Gained popularity from there. Uh, but also, cardigans were a hell of a lot thicker back then. Like, now you see the thin little ones that Mr. Rogers used to wear, and I'm like, those aren't that thick. You know, like, that's not really a thick cardigan. Uh, But back then, apparently a cardigan was so thick that it stopped an assassination attempt at one point. So there's this Bulgarian radio editor, and I guess a secret agent tried to inject this editor with a pellet of of ricin that was Mm -hmm. poisonous, of course, Mm -hmm. and the pellet didn't get to the skin because cardigan the was so thick, <laughs> sweater
1: was so thick.
2: So <laughs> his cardigan saved his life.
1: You ever see the Family Guy episode where they go to? I think they go to they go to Ireland, and this is this where the sweaters are so thick even the boniest fingered nun can't poke you through it. <laughs> She's trying to poke her bony finger. I've not
0: seen that,
2: but sweater. that is one hundred percent
1: a cardigan <laughs> back there. with Shauna.
0: Yes, in 20 minutes or
1: less. Narsity Canada, you know, the online publication? Yep. So they posted this article a few days ago titled, The Canadian Accent Was Ranked as One of the Sexiest Accents in the World in 2022. So I read into it a bit. Hmm. And this was according to a poll of American users of this language learning app called Preply. And we came in fourth behind British, Australian, and French accents.
2: Okay, I gotta be honest. I don't think we have a sexy accent
1: at all. No, uh, I, I think love, that's odd. I love this country, but uh no, I'm sorry. That's we do not have sex not yet. Like, uh,
2: thanks for making us feel better about ourselves, but you don't have to do that. Okay.
1: I was thinking, could this be because, you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? A Canadian accent that isn't super regional. Kind of just sounds like a generic accent. It sounds like the same accent you hear in movies and TV well, shows is and stuff. Well, American. It's
2: pretty damn close to yeah. yours. So are you just saying that your accent is sexy? Come that,
1: on. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's it would be almost no accent to people. Yeah. Right? But that's a stupid. A true Canadian accent, like a true rural Terry accent <laughs> is not sexy. That's, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. And no. I think I have a little bit of that accent myself, but I don't believe I have a sexy accent. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I understand why the British are on that list. You know, like, think about Hugh Grant narrates yeah. Love Actually, and he's got, like, that's what people think of when they think of a of a sexy British accent. Yeah. Like, yeah. this line right here. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. If you look for it, bud, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around, eh? Oh,
2: tell her that you love her, eh?
3: That's perfect.
2: Oh, tell her that you... Oh. Oh, tell her that you love her, eh? Got
0: nothing to lose, and you'll always regret it if you don't.
1: do
2: so, Don't. do You don't. V
0: and S in 20 minutes or less. Have
2: you heard of the bomber peak or the bomber effect? No. So it's in reference to a guy named Steve Ballmer of Microsoft, and he had this theory that there's a sweet spot where you have just enough booze to become a certain type of creative.
1: So, okay.
2: Steve was a programmer. Steve's
1: a wild man. He's Do you know a wild anything man. about Steve Ballmer? I don't know
2: anything about Steve Ballmer. No. He's
1: one of the richest people on earth. I think okay. he owns the LA Clippers. Amazing. Um, and he's got all these famous clips from these conferences Microsoft did back in their like heyday oh, where he comes yeah. up and he's like,
2: Developers! 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 Right. That's him. And he's yeah. just
1: going nuts on. He's a he's a wild man. Okay. Absolute wildness. This a does lot not surprise me. No,
2: no. Uh, but he said, yeah, as a programmer, if you have a very specific alcohol Consumption And he nailed it right down, like, between 0. 0.129 and 0. 0.138 in terms of your alcohol consumption, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he says, you'll be able to code in peak performance. So people heard this and were like, okay, yeah. And then a bunch of studies were done on it because people were like, let's see if this is actually true. And they found out that it, it is true, especially in males, that between this very specific time of booze consumption, males, their cognitive ability when it comes to creative problem-solving hits a, a peak and it's a dramatic difference between those and those were that are sober.
1: So between point one two and point one three. Yeah. So you're too drunk to drive but not like completely gooned.
2: Yeah. And it actually shows with all these studies, I guess yeah, they like showed groups of, of men who were boozing and those <laughs> that weren't and they were given these, you know, creative problems to solve and a bunch of brain teasers and stuff. And those that were in that certain specific amount did way better than the others.
1: Really? You know, the odd time that I've written down my ideas for this radio show after a few drinks, sometimes I look back at it the next day and I'm like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm impressed with what came out. What? Well, so.
2: I mean, how many times have you. Played pool. Like, I I'd have this thing where I always joke, and I'm like, no, I have to hit the sweet spot And how many booze drinks I have, and then I can really <laughs> play pool. Outside of that, I can't. But then you hit that sweet spot, and I'm like, there it is. Okay, I can zone it in. And it kind of, when it makes sense, you know, it's creative solving
1: as well. And it is a, and it's a fine zone, though, because if, very you, just, fine if zone. you slip a little too far oh, over, yeah. then it's gone. It's, then it's, then it's
2: completely gone. It's, and then, yeah, like, <sighs> bouncing balls off the wall and everything else. But, yeah. I always think that with certain things, when I'm a little bit drunk, that I just, I feel like I'm a little better at.
1: I'm going to take, do a calculation of my body weight yep. and my, all those factors and how much I'd have to drink to get around there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll try to write like tomorrow's show. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Tomorrow will be the show that we wrote. I'll go home. When we are in the Balmer Peak. Yeah.
2: Have some drags, uh, not drive after, do some not. work, and then uh, show up tomorrow and see what what
1: happens. A couple of Steve bombers. <laughs> okay. Are we doing this? We're doing it. We're, we're doing, doing it. The
0: BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast.
1: Well, we're still feeling the effects of these travel delays, these unprecedented travel delays that we saw during the holidays. It was insane. Wild. It still
2: is insane. Still
1: you people know. stuck in Mexico and all over the place. And, yeah. Uh, I saw your parents arrive, Shauna.
2: It was I don't know how still to this day. Yeah. It's a
1: Christmas miracle.
2: It seriously is. Both the fact that both both my boyfriend and parents arrived, it was it wasn't looking good for either.
1: And they got on some of the only flights out of the two places they were flying from, didn't they? Both
2: of them. All the flights were out and them were canceled and theirs was the one plane that got through. It was crazy. But yeah.
1: My parents finally got home on Christmas Day 8 days later than they were scheduled oh to arrive. Oh my god. They were stuck in Iceland for 4 days and Toronto for 4 more. Um that is Yeah, it was just wild. Like it was it was crazy. Yeah. They had flights booked. I I forget how many flights they booked in the end that were all canceled and on different airlines and everything and then oh on oh uh, god they they were they lost the airline lost their bags on day 6 I think so then they were washing their only sets of clothes in the hotel sink and like drying them with the hair dryer. They were getting pretty bummed out at that point like I was facetiming them and like they they were down. Yeah. Their spirits were down. A
2: day or two of delays that's one thing. 8 days, Eight days. is insane.
1: And you yeah. know I we we talked about this but they like they were in a position; they're retired. Yeah, you know they could afford to book these hotels and you know continue to take Ubers to and from the airport, continue to order food. You know, whereas lots of people aren't in that position. No, you know they didn't have to be back at work. Yeah, they're mobile. Like if you had a baby or if I you were know. a senior in that situation, and it wasn't easy for you to get to and from. That would have been unbelievable.
2: It would have been an absolute nightmare. Like yeah. that's and that's what you're seeing right with those flights. You'll know, they'll they'll show you the people with the babies, and you're like, yeah. how do you? Yeah.
1: Like as bad as it was for my parents, it could have been so much worse for people who are in a different situation. Yeah. Um, But so Christmas morning, they flew out and you know the airline who brought them home? Flare Air, Shauna. Flare Air was the... Oh God bless Flare. Because they told me the night before, Christmas Eve, they're like, we got flights booked tomorrow on WestJet, Air Canada, Flare Air, and if they don't fly out, we're here for another five days, I think, was their Holy next opportunity. Hell. So I was like, oh my God, I hope you get on one of those flights. No kidding. I said, I got a good feeling about Flare Air, though, because they seem like the kind of airline that, like, if they can go, they'll go. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. So sure enough, they got on the that, that was the flight that left them. They got on the flight attendant in his pre- Flight uh, announcements, or whatever. Even, even made a joke about that. It's like those other airlines aren't flying today, but we're going. You know, we're the, the soft airlines aren't flying. That's out That's hilarious. We're a little tougher here at Flare Air. Good. Yeah.
2: That is. You know what? <laughs> some people say some bad things about Flare. Every time I've flown them, they've been good to me. Okay. And now I have more respect to them for sure. Yeah,
1: I'd like to take back some of the judgments I've cast about good. Flare Air because you know they they're still. You know, Air Canada doesn't even fly to my home province anymore. Yeah. Flare Air is picking up those flights, yep. they appreciate the dirty Sasky, and they brought my parents home on Christmas. Remember so. when we
2: talked about how terrier should be a thing? Yeah. Yeah, this is basically the, this is terrier. <laughs> let's be I- bring it, let's go. Bo- <laughs> the and 20
1: Minutes or Less
0: podcast.
2: Okay, so it's unofficially Throwback Thursday on this radio program. Here's a throwback. This is going to sound silly, maybe, but did you ever sit in a laundry basket and send it down the stairs as a kid? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I don't think I ever did but okay. I certainly know of it happening yes Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, we, I think we were watching Home Alone and I don't know what he was doing down the stairs or whatever and I like turned to my parents and they're sitting beside me and I was like oh yeah we used to do that all the time with a laundry basket he
1: toboggans out the front door
2: Okay, bargain down the stairs
1: and out the front door.
2: That's what reminded me of it. There's a
1: big problem with that scene too because the front door isn't directly centered in front of the the stairs but somehow he makes that turn. Yeah. I've had a problem with that.
2: Although when I used to do the laundry basket down the stairs thing we had a bit of a curved staircase. Let me tell you that took some maneuvering to make sure you got around (laughs) the curve and didn't go straight in the wall. The
1: stairs have to be carpeted. Yes. And not too steep.
2: We had perfect slick carpeted stairs growing up and so we used to do this all the time. I thought my parents knew that though like we didn't even really try to hide it from them we just always would take the laundry basket we'd use it as a roller coaster and we'd send it down the stairs but when i looked at both of my parents they both stopped dead and looked at me like you did what i was like yeah don't you remember we used to take the laundry basket all the time it was also not the smartest because we had this front hall table right at the end of the stairs Uh
1: uh-huh so we hey? nearly
2: hit it every time. I mean you would hit it, but mostly gently. You try. I remember I think once we broke something, but my parents never they never called me on that either.
1: One time we were at a family friend's house and my youngest brother and his friend were were doing that. They were going down the stairs in the laundry basket. Yep. I think they had something laid down the stairs too to make it go faster, mm-hmm. a sheet or something. And my brother rang his head off the, the spindles on the railing and I think he had to go get stitches that night.
2: Okay, we got lucky, so- whereas that never happened. <laughs> uh, we had the perfect laundry basket for it because some of them have like grips and stuff on the bottom. Mm, Ours didn't; that won't it was work. perfectly smooth in the bottom, so it just it sent down that carpeting like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad it wasn't just me. As I said that to my parents, I was like, "Were we the only people who did? We can't be the only kids who thought of doing that."
1: You're at Bed Bath and Beyond eyeing up the laundry baskets. Oh yeah. yeah, that one will go. Do you have some <laughs>
0: uh, carpeted stairs I could
1: test this out on? Or?
0: You've been listening to the b and in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side.
0: Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9 9, Monday through Friday 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily Daily to whatever device you use. Later.